This is Rob Tubbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted, as always, to be joined by Eddie Hearn for the first time face-to-face -face in a long while. Yeah, yeah. How are you, Edward? I'm used to seeing you on Zoom, old boy. Yes. Good to see you. Welcome to the bubble. You've moaned about it enough, and now you're in here. Congratulations. If at first you don't succeed, send a load of sarcastic tweets. There you go. That's what you've got to do. How are you, Eddie? Um, we've just had a very interesting yes. press conference. Yes. Let's start from the top and work our way down. Obviously, Conor Ben now. Headline event against Sebastian Formella. Looks very revved up, Conor Ben. He does, very emotional. I mean, I think now probably the famous clip of him on Sky breaking down and crying. I think you're just seeing a fighter that wants it so bad. You know, he, he really has. Forget the sacrifice, sacrifices that he's made from his family to, to, to leave Australia. He's put the work in. I mean, in a big way. I've not seen many harder workers in the gym than Conor Ben. And I think this is just you know, almost like the culmination and the crescendo of, I want this so bad. You've got to be a little bit careful not to peak too early. That's, that's the thing. You know, I've seen it before. I've seen fighters crying in the changing room before they go out to fight because they want it so bad. It's not fear. And, and I think that's what it is. He wants this so bad and he's put in so much work. Just got to be careful because on the other side, you've got a guy who's cool as ice in Formella. You know, just done 12 rounds with Sean Porter. You know, lost convincingly, but didn't stop trying in that fight. Always throwing back, great chin. Who's probably looking at Sean Porter and uh, Conor Ben and going, wow, just boxed Sean Porter. Now I'm boxing Conor Ben. This is a 50-50 fight. Really, really tough fight. But I truly believe Conor Ben will make a statement. And everything we've been seeing sh makes us believe that he's ready for that stage. The, the problem is, where we've seen it, is in the gym. And you only truly get to find out under the bright lights. And we will do that on Saturday, live on Sky Sports and live on DAZN in America. Last week or so, we've seen rumours about Sebastian Formella and COVID kind of infiltrating his team, so to speak. Tell me about that. What, what has been the situation and how has it been resolved? So when he arrived here, he had an incomplete test that had to get retested. It was a negative test. Then they, the board wanted to test the whole team again the next day. And then they had to test again the next day. And uh, every test that came back from the whole camp was all negative. So uh, it was a little bit, you know, I think we've, we've been quite lucky so far with, with the testing. I think we've had myself, Peter Fury, and Cash Farouk's Cutman, and that's it so far. So every fight is a bit of a sort of fingers crossed scenario as we go into some very big fights, particularly Joshua against Pulev, but we did not have a positive test this week. Have you had other scenarios like this where you've had kind of somebody test positive and had retests no, and stuff like that? No, we, we sometimes retest. If someone tests um, positive, then you can get retested if you're still in isolation. But Peter Fury didn't get retested. I didn't get retested because they came back positive. And, you know, I think if you got AJ or Pulev tested positive, you'd keep them in isolation and say, could we have one more go? Because there are false positives. And when you're talking about a fight of that magnitude, it's very scary. So it's good to, to test again. Sometimes, like with Cash Farouk's Cup, man, he tested positive on the Friday and the fight was on Saturday. We got the result, results back uh, late Friday night. We couldn't retest him and, and so forth. So unfortunately, sometimes you have the time to do it. Um, we have a very high accuracy rate with our testing partner, but sometimes there are false positives. So if we get one with AJ against Fury, we'll be asking the board if you give us permission to retest. Staying with Conor Ben, um, I made this point yesterday when I was speaking to uh, Tony Sims. He's kind of you know, fighting Sebastian Formelli. We've heard it this week. He's boxed Sean Porter. 
domestically welterweight there's some great fights but if he beat Sebastian Formella that kind of puts him above British level yeah we wanted the, the uh, domestic fights I mean I feel so sorry for Chris Jenkins you know he had the chance to make an absolute fortune against Conor, Conor Ben he wasn't allowed to take that fight he now has to take you know much much smaller a fraction of the purse to fight Echo Eskimo and could be as tough a fight you know he's a good fighter as well so we wanted that but we didn't want his career to be railroaded and, you know, the thing is with Conor Ben, I asked him to come out and box at fight camp. And he said, OK, who can I fight? He said, I want Granados. I went, you know, Formella wasn't available at the time because he was fighting Porter. But I want Granados. I want Samuel Vargas. I want Chris Jenkins. I want these kind of guys. And I couldn't deliver that fight. So he said, I'd rather just stay in the gym. Obviously, Formella come out and he said, perfect. That's the test I want. I think what he's got to be a little bit careful of is I think he's so desperate to prove himself because of the, the doubters. Do you know what I mean? I was a doubter, but I believe he doesn't have to prove anything to me. I, I know he can fight, but I think he's just, you know, he wants to prove to people that he's a great fighter. That's important to him. But you've got to be careful because you've got to make the step at the right time. We just hope that right step is Saturday, and I believe it is. Elsewhere on the card, we've got a couple of very fun heavyweight fights. We'll start with the Savage and Tom Little. Still not quite sure about the Savage when he's Alan, when he's yes. Savage. I'm not sure if he actually knows, but that got very spicy considering the two are supposed to be quite friendly. Well, he definitely doesn't know when he switches because after the press conference, everyone walked off and I was just here and I went to him, well done, that was great. And he went, what? And I went, all right, shit, you're still the Savage. You know, and it's like, you, you could almost say, you can imagine a conversation with him where you say, you're not the savage anymore, mate. We're just having a chat. And he, he, once he goes, there's no returning. So I think he's hilarious. And I think he can fight. One thing he said, and which seemed to really get on his nerves, was everyone keeps doubting me. Like, I'm going in there, and they're going, oh, he's stepping up against Shondell Winters, pulverised. Oh, this could be a tough fight against Noel Kennedy, pulverised. Now people are saying, you know, Tom Little looks good. Blimey, he looks really fit. This could be a tough fight. And he's saying, I'm not getting any credit for fight for for." for these performances and actually I think he's right you know he is in, I mean sometimes he doesn't look like you know the most skillful or you know subtle heavyweight but what he does do is he hits very hard he has relentless work rate and he's a pest in the ring but sooner or later someone's going to stand their ground a bigger heavyweight someone who might be six foot six and 17 and a half stone and say no you ain't doing that to me and that might be Tom Little Tom has spoken such a good game so many times. Like, you know, when he boxed Majid off, he was like, I'm telling you now, I'm going to... And you end up believing him. So it's hard to believe him. But when you see him in shape, you know that he's going to be 100% trying. And he can fight Tom Little. He really can. And I don't think, you know, against Babbage, you're fighting a guy who's 14 stone, heavy, the high 14 stones. You're not fighting Hergovic or Dubois, who's like 17, 18 stone, who hits, hits like a mule. I can't wait to see it, you know. I love Tom Neal. I think he's a really, you know, I, wouldn't, I really wouldn't, as much as I want the Savage to go on and keep crushing, I wouldn't begrudge Tom Little victory on Saturday night. Philip Hergovic's name was mentioned again. Mm. Um, seems to be really, really getting mm. on Mr. Babich's nerves, um, yeah. the, the mention of Philip Hergovic and him not being on that same level. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, Hergovic has got to step up the opposition now, but he's a tremendous fighter. You know, and you have to say at the moment he is on on another level to Alan Babbage. And if I was managing Alan Babbage like Dillian White, I would say I want four or five more and then I want Hergovic. But they want to fight him now. But for me, I spoke to Callie Sowland about it. You know, Callie's more, you know, he's, well, let's do it now then. 
I said, but isn't that a massive fight in Croatia? Oh my God, like it would close down the country. So what about next summer outdoors or something like that? I don't know. But look, for me, Hergovic, we want to make the Hunter fight next, which is a level, you know, I mean, that's it's a final eliminator for the world title. That's, that's the kind of level for that fight. So I don't know. It's just a huge fight for Croatia, isn't it? But he don't like Hergovic. I mean, he really doesn't. So I think sometimes... You see it, it could be British boxing, where you get guys who've got a bit of a chip on their shoulder who didn't quite get the leg up. And they didn't get the leg up because they weren't good enough through the amateur code. Do you know what I mean? So you get a young fighter coming through who didn't get on the GB podium squad. You know, and they've just got a little bit... You know, Callum Smith, he didn't get in the Olympics. And a lot of people thought he should have got in the Olympics. I think that was a big driving force behind his success. So um, I can't wait for it. You know, I can't wait for Babich v Little. Elsewhere, another heavyweight returning to action, another heavyweight under the Dillian White management banner. Fabio Wardley, one of the standout performers of certainly Fight Camp, great win mm. over Simon Valilli. He returns to the ring against, and I'm going to take credit for this, I actually told Fabio Wardley, no Lati, no party, Richard Lati returns. Yeah, but he said, no party, no Lati. I was like, you know, a bit confused with that one. So I think this is a dangerous fight. I, don't, I wasn't, again, if I was Fabio Wardley's manager, I may not... Um, I may not have chosen Larty. He's awkward, he's ungainly, and he can punch, and he's got a great chin. So you know that he's going to be throwing back, which, you know, has to be expected in heavyweight boxing. But really, you know, um, Gorman you know, beat him, but went on points. Dubois had a good fight with him, stopped him. So really, you've got to be stopping him to make a statement, you know, and that's very difficult because he has a good chin, and he's dangerous. So when you're trying to you know, lay hands on him. He's going to be thrown back. And in a heavyweight game, this geezer can punch. He's a unit. So Fabio's got to be very careful on Saturday night because Larty's another one. All these guys, Rob, they're all fighting for massive opportunity on this kind of platform. Larty's coming up to me going, oh, Mr. Hearn, when I win on, if I win on Saturday, will you get... Yeah, and the answer is yeah. British fans love you, Larty. They do, don't they? They think he's great. You know why? Because when he boxed Dubois, he couldn't give a fuck. He went out there and he just traded with him, didn't he? You know, and he took a few and all, and he hurt Dubois. So people love that. And I think if he can entertain, if he was to get a win on Saturday, by me. Big, big name over here. One heavyweight who's not on this card, recently renouncing, announcing his retirement, the white rhino mm. Dave Allen calls an end to, I wouldn't say glittering career, but a storied <laughs> career in the heavyweight division. Just your thoughts on Dave's retirement? I think it's the, the, absolutely the right thing to do. I mean, we got to a stage where, you know, he's put the video out now of, of uh, him sparring Usyk. And he called me straight after that spa and said, oh, I think I should, you know, he was in a bit of a panic because he knows he got hurt in the fire, in the spa. And he said, I've been knocked out, you know, and he said, I, I think I should retire. And I was like, right. And, and he was panicked. And I phoned Alex Krasuk straight away and said, listen, I need someone to go around and see Dave and just look after him, make sure he's all right, make sure he's, you know, if he needs any medical treatment or anything like that. And then he watched the spa back and he realised he didn't get knocked out. He just got buzzed on his feet. And... You know, but it's against Alexander Usyk, and this can happen. I mean, it's not unusual for a heavyweight to get buzzed in sparring. Obviously, we got the fight against uh, Chris Lovejoy, and he wanted that fight because he thought Chris Lovejoy was useless. Then when he fell out, we were trying to make some other fights, and I could see, like, there wasn't really the enthusiasm from Dave. You know, the old Dave Allen would say, yeah, anyone, just get me in there, get me paid, let's fight. And then when we tried to get him on this show, we had the same thing. You know, we were, we were looking at opponents together, and he... He didn't have the confidence, and he, he, I think it was one conversation where he sort of turned around to me and said, I don't, I don't really want to get punched. And I said, Dave, that ain't a good time for a fighter. You know, 
And the fact is, is, you know, scared's the wrong word, but he don't want to take punishment anymore. And I think certain fights, particularly the Yoker fight, and particularly the David Price fight, have scared him a little bit. You know, where, you know, he suffered after the Price fight, he got stretched out of the ring. And ultimately, if you're, if you have any doubt in yourself and you are not scared but afraid to get hit or you don't want to get hit, that's it. It's over. You don't carry on in this sport, particularly in the heavyweight division, for money with zero appetite because you will end up taking punishment and you will end up struggling in later life. You see it so many times with heavyweights that are carrying on. Some of them are still fighting today. You know, they shouldn't be in the ring and they're doing it just for money. And, and that's, diffi that's difficult for Dave because Dave left several hundred thousand pounds on the table in boxing. But I promise you, he will leave with his faculties intact and that's more important than anything. So when he done it, I was so pleased because he drives me fucking mad. You know, on the opponent, and he's, he worries, you know, what about this? Oh, and he's, so the good thing about Dave is he's very intense. But if he can put that intensity into something, he'll do well. He's very bright, Dave. You know, everyone knows he was a school teacher and, you know, he's got a great boxing brain. He's incredibly funny. So he's got a great future. I mean, he's on me for a job all the time. And so every time I open up an Instagram live, give Dave Allen a job. I said, don't really, don't really work like that. Do you know what I mean? He's got to have the ability to something. But Dave will stay in boxing. Um, I'm sure we'll work together as well. And, you know, Dave's a great guy. Uh, the other day I was doing an interview and I was going through the fights that we've done together. And I can't believe, one, the money he's earned, but two the fights that he's ended up having and the platform. I mean, headline the O2, he boxed at Sheffield United. You know, he's, he's boxed at Sheffield Arena, he's boxed at uh, the O2, he's boxed at Leeds Arena, um, Newcastle. Newcastle, he's boxed everywhere. So he can look back, he can look back with pride. He ain't done things right all the time, but he's got a good heart and a clean heart and that means more than anything. Sort of knowing Dave as I do, I think it's fair to say that he's gone about a lot of things in his career completely the wrong way, but I think this is one decision that yeah. the vast majority, the overwhelming majority of people think he's got right. So mm. best of luck to Mr. White Rhino, Dave Allen. I'm sure he'll be watching this when he sees his name in the title yeah. and he'll be hounding you for a job cleaning your car. Um, staying with all things heavyweight, you took a trip up to Sheffield yesterday mm. to see Mr. Anthony Joshua. How is he? I mean, I don't want to put him under too much pressure, but I thought he looked absolutely fantastic. I mean... You know, he's learning all the time. He's got a couple of new trainers in there under the tutelage of Rob McCracken. His movement's spectacular. His speed, his power. He's ready to put on a hell of a show against Kubrat Pulev, and I really believe he will. You know, this is it. Really the final hurdle, hopefully, before the undisputed fight. It's dangerous. You know, Pulev, top, top five heavyweight in the world. Uh, mandatory challenger. One defeat to Vladimir Klitschko. Big, strong, can punch. You know, good, good fundamentals. I think AJ's going to butcher him. I really do. You know, I think he's going to pick him apart and then take him out. And um, I just see a different Anthony Joshua now. I really do. You know, he's, he's firing on all cylinders. He's, he's so healthy, so strong. He's light on his feet. His movement's great. He's learning. And I'm so excited about his career, really. You know, I, I, know, I know I know anything can happen, but I really believe that he beats Pulev, and I really believe he beats Tyson Fury as well. And I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to be a part of it. So, you know, we have it all the time. I was pulled over at the service station yesterday on the way back from seeing AJ. Bloke goes to me, hey, Fury's going to smash AJ. I said, I've just been with him, actually. I don't think so. And then we're having a debate. Everyone wants to know. We've got to deliver it. But first things first, Kubrat Pulev, December 12th.
With the developments recently with Tyson Fury, the will he won't he has now come to an end regarding the December the 5th date. We're still waiting to hear what happens with Deontay Wilder, Shelley Finkel, etc. in the new year. Does that complicate things with regards to the undisputed fight? I hope not, because then we get delayed again. I mean, what we should be doing is, look, they couldn't get the money together to pay Tyson Fury for December. So what they need to do is, as soon as that Pulev fight's over, make the AJ fight. There's no point fighting in March. You can have the same problem. You know, um, we hope that the issue with Wilder is resolved and he's clear. Make the fight immediately. Now, he's talking about fighting in March. We'll do our fight in April. I mean, it's, who cares? So, um, look, that's their business. But for us, all I can tell you is, if he beats Kubrat Pulev, the only fight and the fight to be made immediately is AJ against Fury. Obviously, we're waiting to hear what happens with regards to Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury 3. But ESPN and Fox had a date initially penciled in for January, back in a couple of months ago when, there were negotiation, when the negotiations were still going on. Um, if indeed that fight does happen and Wilder Fury 3 does take place early part of next year, will Anthony Joshua box Alexander Usyk for the WBO oh, mandatory? Yeah. yeah, I think if we don't make Fury straight away, I think he'll fight Usyk because Usyk's going to be screaming and shouting after the Pulev fight. And, um, you know, we need to get that requested to be quite honest. And we need to make, Us make sure Usyk's happy. So there's a lot of work to do, but everyone's got to be on the same boat. That's the fight. No one wants to see Wilder. I mean, why would, how could Fury ever give Wilder a shot again unless he was contractually told to? He's, he's accused him of cheating. All right? So he, should, he shouldn't get the shot. But listen, if the courts decide he should, there's nothing we can do. And we off we go to fight Usyk. Deontay Wilder popped up and said he wants to fight Dillian White. That was a surprise. We've heard the other way around for quite some time now. Deontay Wilder said that if he doesn't fight Tyson Fury, he'd like to fight Dillian White. I'm sure that's a fight that you'd like to make. Yeah, good fight. I mean, um, it is ironic, like you said. Dillian White's been calling him out for five years. I thought, I thought it was mad that when he gave the list, AJ wasn't on his list of top fives. I mean, apparently he wanted to fight him so bad before. But, you know, he ain't going to get that shot again anyway. So... Um, you know who he's going to fight next if he don't fight Fury. It's the one on the list that you hide. I've done it before. You know. Oh, it's Dillian White. It's Fury. It's Andy Ruiz. It's Robert Hellanius. So, okay, where's that one come from? So that, that's what will be next um, for Deontay Wilder, I think. And look, he's got a long road back. You know, it's going to be a couple of years till he gets a shot at the World Heavyweight title again. But good luck to him. You mentioned that the, the AJ fight is off the table, he won't get the opportunity anyway. Even if he picks up another belt, I'm sure you want to make that fight an undisputed fight. Do you mean if Deontay Wilder doesn't have a belt, then that fight's not going to happen? No, I mean, look, what we went through with them was extremely painful. It's only now people are starting to believe the truth, and it's nice. But at the end of the day, I mean, AJ is the boss. He will tell me who he wants to fight. For me, I want to give them a time of day. I, I was in New York phoning them for a meeting while they were giving statements to the press saying Eddie Hearn and, and uh, Matrim and AJ don't want the fight. And I'm in New York trying to have meetings with them. So, you know, it, it's, it's strange. And now they're being exposed. Would AJ fight Wilder? Yeah. In fact, he probably wants to fight Wilder. You know, but I do, I do feel quite strongly that, and, and Fury should too, because Fury battered him and he's calling Fury a cheat. And he's actually, you know, defaming Tyson Fury's name and achievements. Just finally, before I let you go, obviously huge news in the last 48 hours. Canelo Alvarez yeah. versus Callum Smith. Canelo Alvarez, well, he doesn't return to the zone. He never left. Talk to me about that fight. <laughs> massive, massive. I mean, listen, it's... Uh, 
there's, there's a couple of pleasing things. Of course, for me, the most important and most pleasing thing was delivering Callum Smith this fight. You know, it was a slog, a slog. Have to give a shout out to STN and um, Sean O'Toole, who badgered me with 20 calls a day for three weeks, and we didn't stop working on it. You know, and, and we had a limited time frame to do it. Every day we were trying to get closer to a point where uh, on, where are we now, Thursday? On Tuesday, we were quite a way off in the morning and we woke up to an Instagram from Canelo Alvarez saying, I'm announcing my opponent at 11 p.m. UK time. And everyone's calling each other going, is it us? Because we still had a lot of work to do. I don't know whether he had another opponent or just wanted to give us a kick up the backside to get it over the line. We got it over the line about 10 minutes before his announcement. And I'm so pleased for Callum because he's done it all and this is it. This is his big moment, you know, and this is, this is the moment of his career. And I'm so pleased he gets that platform and that chance to shine. You know, amazing news uh, for DAZN to see Canelo return back in the US. It's going to do huge numbers for him out there. It's going to give him some massive momentum. Great to be working with Canelo Alvarez and Eddie Reynoso. And thank, thank you for the opportunity because whilst Callum is the champion, and deservedly so, it is always the opportunity to fight Canelo Alvarez. And I'm so pleased to deliver that for, to Callum Smith. Quick final word, because I have to make my Bubble Trouble debut in a, in a minute. Um, those are the super middleweights of the current. Yes. Just over there is yes. a super middleweight of the future, yes. the now former British and Commonwealth yes. super middleweight champion, Lerone Richards, added to the matchroom stable. Good signing. Great signing. Um, you know, a real star, a real great fighter. I saw him, I think he'd had two fights, and I watched him at a small hall show with Brian Lawrence. And I was like, wow, this kid can really fight. So I sent him up to, to spar with Tony Bellew for the Adonis Stevenson fight. And Bellew said, wow, is this kid? I said to Bellew, I said, I've got this kid, spar with him. He's only had two fights. And he actually boxed on one of our shows many, many years ago. And then when he signed with Queensbury, I was like, shit. Because I knew how good he was. And then he won British and Commonwealth. So I was like, why didn't I just get him as a kid? And then by luck, um, you know, um, can't remember days now. Yesterday, we, we just got an approach from Sam Jones and um, Adam Morley. And we did the deal in about an hour. You know, it was so straightforward. He wanted to be on this platform. I wanted to work with him. He's completely British and Commonwealth level. It's time to move up to European and Worlds. Great fighter. Great fighter. We've got a lot of work to do. Not in the ring, but out of the ring. You know, he's British and Commonwealth champion. His profile needs a lot of work. And we're experts at that. But we're also experts on guiding young fighters to the top. He will get all the opportunities. Shout out to Adam Morley and, and, and Sam Jones. Sam Jones, who is a right pest as well, but he really loves his fight as he pushes very hard for him. And um, he's got himself a major deal for Lerone Richards, and I'm very excited to work with him. Eddie Hallen, as always, real pleasure. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social and having me in the bubble this yes. week. Cheers, thank you.